0: Back at the wall, back at the wall, back at the wall, back at the wall, back at the wall. wall. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of Back at the Wall pod. My name is Zach, joined by my co-host Ezra. Ezra, how's it going today?
1: I'm doing awesome. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. We're past the halfway point of spring training. Regular season baseball is in sight, single digit days away until opening day. Super exciting time. And, uh, yeah, it's just going to be an awesome, awesome last week of spring training. Hopefully a lot of the star players in the game stay healthy, get to opening day. And once it's here, it's going to be an amazing start to the season. Obviously pretty compressed uh, because of uh, the lockout delaying the season by one week. There's just not a lot of off days for many teams in April. Um, But it doesn't matter. Baseball is going to be back soon, and we are very excited about it. Can't wait to talk about the regular season. Today, speaking of regular season, we are going to be talking about our division predictions. Specifically, we're going to be focusing on the NL this episode. Our next episode will be uh, AL predictions. Um, And with that, we're just going to jump right into it and start off with the National League West. Uh, The NL West obviously consists of arguably the best team in baseball, the LA Dodgers, uh, as well as the San Francisco Giants, San Diego Padres, Colorado Rockies, and Arizona Diamondbacks. And... uh, this is an interesting division. I think, obviously, I don't think there's a division in baseball, maybe the AL East, um, but where where there's this much divide from best to worst teams, I think the Dodgers are basically overpowered and the Diamondbacks, uh, you know, are near the basement of the league. Um, but it should be a very interesting year. The Giants are a team to watch for sure, coming off a surprise 107-win season. The Padres, who knows what we're getting from them this year. Um, it's going to be interesting to see their expectations were sky high last year. They had an absolute collapse of a second half and finished sub 500. Um, the Rockies, you know, I don't really think they're going to be a very good team, but they did go out and spend some money. They also recently acquired Randall Gritchick, by the way, in a trade with the Toronto Blue Jays. They sent Ramel Tapia to the Blue Jays. Uh, that's a trade that happened after our transaction frenzy episode. Um, but yeah, this is a very interesting division. Um, with. You know, obviously the Dodgers are the favorites. So there's no, no denying that. But there's a lot of teams that could be good and could very much underperform too. So, Ezra, why don't you kick it off? Where do you see uh, the three middle teams in this division, Giants, Padres, and Rockies? Where do you think those teams are uh, at the start of the season right now?
1: Yeah, I think, I think the, the Rockies are, are bottom of the pack there. Um, I, like, I like the Padres more than a lot of people, especially – projections like them i understand tatis is, is not going to be back um right away and there's
0: some issues yeah. there he uh, had uh, a motorcycle accident if you missed that so he'll miss the first couple of months of the season
1: but i do think i i think they could be a lot better um this year i think there was you know there was a collapse but you know they're still a very good team um, they've shown that they can win games you look at their first half very very good team i don't I don't believe in the giants that much just because I don't think they're a very complete team. I think they had some really good seasons from guys who were um, just having very odd. They all of a sudden, Brandon belt, uh, Brandon Crawford, you know, they had these seasons that were kind of surprising. I don't think that happens again. I just, those guys are older. They're, they're at the end of their careers. Um, but, but I do, you know, I'm I'm interested to see. I don't I, I don't expect a lot out of the Giants. I think that 107
0: wins was was
1: a little uh I don't know. I I don't believe, I don't believe over exceeding. It. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I think I think I agree with most of that. Um obviously we don't really need to talk about the Dodgers. I think it's pretty obvious they're, you know, if they don't win 100 games it's going to be a disappointing season. Um and they're obviously World Series or bust this year. Like most years for them um, really don't need to go much further into them that's just a very complete team um, but yeah I agree I think the Giants are it's going to be tough for them to come close to where they did last year I think last year they were a very well-rounded team in terms of the depth they had the platoons they were able to have and they had a very good bench which in the NL without the DH was very helpful and a big competitive advantage for them but now that they have the DH back you know their bench players probably are getting in each game the same way, even though they obviously will build lineups for lefty-righty platoons. Um, So that'll be interesting. And I think they did do a really good job addressing the rotation. That's something that a lot of people uh, don't necessarily see because they did lose their ace, Kevin Gosman. But, you know, Logan Webb is an up-and-coming ace. He's their opening day starter. He had a terrific end of the season last year, and he really put his name out there with a great postseason showing. Um, but then beyond them, they have Di Sclafani back. They've got Carlos Rodon. That was a great signing. They've got Alex Wood and, you know, guys beyond that, they have depth in that rotation too. So they did a good job addressing that. Their bullpen's really good, led by Camilo Doval, who should be, you know, a breakout closer. I, that's where I definitely have him this year. He uh, also was terrific in the playoffs last year. But like you said, Ezra, uh, the veterans overperformed last year. There's no other way to say it. There's no chance Brandon Crawford puts up a, what what did he do last year 320 average with 20 plus bombs I don't have the numbers off the top of my head but something like that guys like him Brandon Belt you know they realistically it was an awesome season and they can still put up solid numbers for sure but expecting them to do what they did last year is just unrealistic at this point Longoria's already missing the start of the season with an injury late night Lamont Wade Jr. also missing the start of the season with an injury so you know, they're already getting fit in, into their depth. They lost Alex Dickerson, who was a big bench guy last year for them. So we'll see what happens. I think they're a very solid team and I think they'll definitely be in the playoff picture. They're a very analytical team. Uh, Farhan Zaidi is a great, great uh, front office leader and Gabe Kapler has really been a, a good manager for this team after a rough stint with the Phillies. Um, but uh, they're, they're a team to watch for sure. And I really think they'll be a wild card team. But seeing them, you know, compete day in, day out, uh, like the, with the 100-win Dodgers, like they did this past season, I don't think that's so realistic. Padres, I don't know. Ezra, I want to get this one back to you because, uh, you know, losing Tatis for two months really hurts. Their pitching depth is really not what it once was because it's just gotten uh, really eaten apart by injuries. But, you know, this they're still a good team. Obviously, last year they had 100-win expectations, and then they severely, severely underperformed there. But realistically, do you think they'll be closer to the uh, 500 team they were last year or the 100 win team they were expected to be?
1: I think they're, I think they're an 85 to 90 win team. And I think if, if you want to get, you know, get your hopes up a little bit more, they could, they could, they could definitely win more than 90 games. I don't think that's out of the question, but it, you know, to play it safe, I would say they're 80, 85, um, maybe 90 win team. I, I really like Manny Machado. I really like, uh, Cronenworth, um, I think that the, they have the bats. There's no no question about that. Um, and you know, it, it's electric. Like I mean, you just can't slam Diego. You can't you can't really um, hate on it. So I think they are they are definitely not. I don't think they're the 500 team. That's just not who they are. I think it was really a, that was a collapse. Um, but yeah, I agree. I don't I don't think especially if the Dodgers are what they're going to be and and the uh, the Giants are even somewhat good. They're not gonna. They're not gonna have that, you know, very easy time, um, you know, racking up wins. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how they can patch up the pitching. Um, it'd be awesome if they can make some some moves, um, but they kind of they, you know, they didn't get Scherzer. They didn't get any of those guys. Um, so it's tough for me to see them being a lot better. But I do think they will be, you know, solid and they could be good.
0: Yeah, I think what is interesting is they didn't. Go out and add another star this year, which they have done the last couple off seasons. But they did make two additions that stand out to me. One, their manager Bob Melvin is a huge upgrade over Jace Tingler. Tingler really just did not control the clubhouse. Apparently, like it was pretty obvious based on you know some of the public incidents that was, hap- that was happening on the field uh, in the pod and in the Padres dugout. Um, so I don't think that's happening under Bob Melvin's eye. So that's already an upgrade for them. And then the other thing, Luke Voit, I think is a very underrated add. Really, he they they didn't give up anything for him. There's not much to lose there, and he's shown the potential year in and year out for the last couple of years. Like he was, I know it was a short season in 2020, but he still led the league in home runs with over 20. Like the the power's there, and especially with the DH and the NL, all he has to do is focus on hitting. He won't have to worry about competing with guys like Anthony Rizzo, like he did this past season. So I really like what they have in 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 Voigt. and I think you know that he'll, his power will definitely. Uh, at least fill the void a little bit in the short run for uh, Tatis' injury. But if Tatis is back by June, I really think this can still be a wild card team, especially with the uh, expanded playoffs. But it, it is a very tight NL for sure, as we're going to get into more with the other divisions. But I don't know. I think overall, we can just say our predictions are Dodgers winning the division and then Giants, Padres, Rockies, Diamondbacks below. Ezra, would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, though, I. I... I do think the Padres uh, come in second place.
0: You have Padres or the, the Giants.
1: The Padres have a much higher upside than the Giants do. Giants upside I, I, isn't what it was last year. So I, I, I think the Padres, I think they'll be better. I don't think they're going to be that close to the Dodgers. doesn't mean they're going to be, you know, they're not going to be like it was last year where with the Giants and they're down to the final game of the season. But I do think they're, they are a better team than the Giants. You know, you, you have to give them credit there.
0: Interesting. I think they definitely have more outside than Giants. I agree with that. But right now, based on just how they played last season, I'm going with the Giants finishing a little better than the the Padres. I think I probably flip it if Tatis is healthy from day one. But, you know, missing your star player for at least the first third of the year and then being an injury-prone player that he is, you know, it's no guarantee. He's back in full form once he's back in June. Like, he could definitely get hurt again. So that's where I get a little wary of that with that team and their pitching is just very volatile moving on to the nl central this is another interesting division where there's definitely a divide between best and worst teams uh but not to the same extent as in the nl west obviously uh contending teams in the central we've got the brewers cardinals cubs arguably and then you know the two other teams who aren't necessarily going for it this year the pittsburgh pirates and cincinnati reds so let's start off with the three contending teams here take me through uh your thoughts on the Cardinals, Brewers, and Cubs.
1: Yeah, I, I personally don't think the Cubs are, are really in the mix. Um, it's, it's hard to think of that after the ride they've had over the past few years, especially with Bryant and Rizzo and the and Baez. Um, but for me, it's really between the, the Cardinals and Brewers. And, and I'd have to take the Brewers. The Cardinals, every year, always put up a good fight. We see them year in and year out, always seem to sneak in they get, they get there somehow. Um, but I like Milwaukee a lot. I think Willie Adamas is nice. Um, Corbin Burns. I mean, that's your Cy Young right there. Um, so they've got the pitching. Um, I would love to see Christian Yelich return. It would, it's, it's really tough to watch him like that in Milwaukee. It's awful to see. He's really, you know, it's been a rough year and something for him. Um, yeah, I, I've got Milwaukee. I, I like I like them a lot. Um, I think they're a very complete team, good bullpen. You know, we all know Josh Hader. Um, And, yeah, you know, it could flip-flop. We could see the Cardinals um, win a lot of games, but I I don't think the Cardinals – I think the Cardinals are a wild card team. Um, That's – yeah.
0: Yeah, that's uh, definitely a lot of good points. I personally have the Cardinals winning the division for one reason. I think this year – they're going to go all in for it and it might not be the best move for the organization uh, in the long run, but I think they're going to try to make something out of this whole uh, situation where if you haven't seen this news yet, Albert Pujols is back with the Cardinals for his last season, 2022. And I think, I just think they're going to try to put something together in the last year realistically of Yaddy's career, Pujols' career, maybe even Adam Wainwright. I just think there's, they've got to go it all in with them. And I think the team's going to play well Knowing that they want to put on a show for the rest of the league and really the whole world um, with those three guys retiring, and obviously that you know just the fact that it's their last three, the, the three of their guys' last seasons, or at least two of them, I don't necessarily think that makes them the best team. Obviously, but I think they're going to make some sort of notable addition. And also, you know, let's not forget that Tyler O'Neill played amazing last year. Paul Goldschmidt really great season too. Aaron is still one of the best third baseman in baseball. There's a lot of things to like about this team. Their rotation is a little bit shaky, especially with Jack Flaherty's injury, but it is what it is. And I think they'll go out at a pitcher. Their bullpen's pretty solid and we'll see what they can do. The Brewers are a great team though. Won't be easy to beat them. And the Cubs really improved this year too. You know, they could have gone and rebuilt, but they didn't. They added Stroman. They added, uh Saya Suzuki who, you know, very high risk, high reward, but, there's a lot of upside there obviously and they really could you know go out and surprise a lot of people i think they made a lot of nice under the radar additions but realistically they're not on the same level as the other two and they're more of a, a fringe wild card contender than a postseason lot and uh let's just quickly talk about the pirates and reds for a second here the pirates were never contending this year they you know it's not their window yet if it ever will be. Um, they've already said O'Neill Cruz will not make the team out of opening day, which is a big disappointment, but that's realistically just for service time manipulation, which clearly did not get addressed in the CBA. Um, but you know, maybe he goes and puts up, uh, other worldly numbers and then go gets uh top two in rookie of the year. And then he still gets a full year service time. Anyway, um, him not making a team is not a good start for them. And then. You know, they just have no pitching. There's Key Brian Hayes has upside. Brian Reynolds is a very good player, center fielder. Um, You know, they have a couple of bats and Vogelback and Jutsugo, but obviously those guys aren't enough to carry this team. And they really have nothing in the bullpen, very little in the rotation. Not a good team. The Reds, we've talked about them in the last episode, really had potential to be a very solid team this year, like an 85-win team. They have been good the last couple of years, and then they go and trade. Their best player, their best for pitcher, they lose their best – other best hitter Nick Castellanos and free agency, really just a, a disappointing situation for them. And you know, they're uh, obviously care more about cutting costs right now than trying to win.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, it's really disappointing. The Reds, especially I, the Pirates. I mean, it's like, it's disappointing, but they weren't even going to win, so who cares? Um, with Cincinnati, for me, it's 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 just it's tough because it's like, you go and make a move or two, and you keep the guys you have. And you actually, you could win the Central. I know, you know, maybe they're a wild card team, but the Brewers aren't that good. The Brewers are good. The Cardinals are good. They're not, it's not that you're not, you're not going up against the Dodgers. You're in the NL Central. It's a very winnable division. You could have had, you could have four contending teams there, four teams that are in the mix. Um, and it's tough because Cincinnati, I think is, you know, the, the fan base wants to see a winning team. It's not, it's, you know, it's a small market, but they, they've got a passionate fan base there. And it's just awful to see ownership. I mean, really, you spend, you spend 50 million, you spend 100 million, whatever. I mean, and you, and you've got a winning team out there. So it's, it's just sad. It's kind of one of those teams that I really hate to talk about um, because it's just not good for the game. Um, but yeah. And like I said, Pittsburgh who cares they they weren't going to spend but they weren't also going to win so you can't really there's not a lot to be that frustrated about
0: yep I agree and I think um you know there's really not much to say about those two teams it's just they're not going for it and that sucks but I think I think that the team I will say in the NL Central that could really surprise people like I started to get out at, at this but I think it's the Cubs I think the Cubs you know obviously all three contending teams will take advantage of the easy division, but I think the Cubs particularly will be able to really capitalize on playing, um, the Reds and Pirates. And then, you know, if they can string together a couple stretches, we've seen it from them in the past. I, I think this team can surprise people. I really like what they've done going for it. And I, maybe they're a year away and it really depends on say Suzuki a lot. And also Ian half, I think needs to bounce back a little bit. Um, after a bit of a rough season last year. But I think I think they really can surprise people. Strowman's a really good pitcher. Obviously, it's not like a frontline ace, but he's, you know, a guy who you can trust to give you 175, 180 innings at least with a three-ish ERA. Kyle Hendricks coming off, you know, his worst season in a couple of years, but he's expected to bounce back, even though he is getting up there in age. Wilson Contreras is still one of the better catchers in the game, platooning him with Jan Gomes. And, you know. There's some, there's some guys who have upside. Like I said, Say Suzuki is obviously the biggest name to watch of, on that list. But And the other name is Clint Frazier, I think. You know, he's obviously never put it together in New York, but he, he's a guy who could surprise people and turn some heads once he's given the playing time, getting out of the spotlight of the Bronx. I think he's another guy to keep an eye on. Moving on to the last division in the NL, the NL East, the NL East is arguably the most competitive division in the NL between in terms of in terms of uh you know the teams going for it. Obviously there's still a gap. Um, particularly the nationals are look like the worst team in the division, although they didn't full on rebuild this year. They did go out and find Nelson Cruz. Um but the other teams in the division, we're looking at the Miami Marlins, Philadelphia Phillies, Atlanta Braves and the New York Mets. Let's start off with the Mets. Let's go through their offseason quickly because I think this this team you know, had one of the better offseasons in baseball. Steve Cohen did not care about those Steve Cohen tacks. He just went out and spent. You know, They got Max Scherzer, Chris Bassett. They rebuilt their outfield with Starling Marte and Mark Hanna. They They got Eduardo Escobar. Um, lots of moves for them. I'm sure I'm forgetting some, but very solid group. Obviously, Degrom and Scherzer. It's going to be an unbelievably exciting front of the rotation to watch. So, as take me through uh, what you think this team can be this year. Obviously, they're the Mets. <laughs> They've underperformed a lot of years in a row. They're they largely still have the same core in place, but also a new manager, new culture. of Buck Showalter, Max Scherzer, leading the clubhouse. Take me through what you think of this team.
1: I think they can What they can be is is. A ninety-five win team. I like the Mets' moves on paper a lot. I love, I love Canna. Um, I love, you know. I think Marte is a bit of an overpay, um, but he's is, he is good. Steal a lot of bases, which is uncommon. Um, and of course, Scherzer. I think there's no doubt. Um, I think he'll be very good again. I think on, you know, they can be a very good team. It's there. The pitching's there. The offense is there. The bullpen is it's it, it is sort of there. It's it's there are there are some good pieces. Um I think that really rides on, on Edwin Diaz being the the good Edwin. I do <laughs> Um <laughs> <laughs> the point out when Harper hits the nuke. <laughs> <laughs> where do you think it was going? <laughs> What I think the Mets will be, I think the Mets are, are an 80 85 win team just because they can't, they haven't proven um, that they can put it all on the field. It's, it's just, you know, on paper, again, Lindor, Alonzo, James McCann, Max Sure, Scher- I mean, it's just like this team is stacked. The money's being spent. You know, they're, they want to win. Steve Cohn wants to win. But it's just, I mean, I hate to say it, but they're the Mets. And, and it's, every year it's injuries or, you know, there's, there are PR issues or a combination of both. You know, they, they just they can't do it. Um, so as a baseball fan, you know, I'd love to see it, it happen. I think the Mets fans want to see it happen. Um, but, uh, you know, it'd be great to see DeGrom pitching, you know, into the postseason. Scherzer in the postseason, everybody loves that. Um, but again, I want I want to believe that they're that they can be really good. Just for me, it's not it's not quite there.
0: No, I totally agree. I think they're just they uh, you know, they've they've unfortunately, well, unfortunately for Mets fans, been the lashing stock of baseball for the last couple of years. And there's just been way too many moments. Like the fact that you can, you know, we can sit here and probably name moments that that make us like Edwin Diaz pointing up a home run. The Mets celebrating, you know practicing their world series celebrations in the beginning of spring training, you know, these, and their thumbs down celebration last year firing two GMs within the span of like six months. And then on the field, you know, they, you know, DeGrom hasn't been healthy as, as much as that sucks because he's so much fun to watch when he's on, but I, I look, I, I, you can really only hope that there's enough of a culture change with the veterans they brought in that this can be a thing of the past, but the truth is it's just, it's been this way for, A long time and we can make these predictions the Mets looked good on paper last year too but until they really show that they are past these Mets like moments I think we really just have there's nothing else except they will be a wild card team with the expanded playoffs they are definitely that good right they were in first place for a long time last year and then really collapsed but you know this is a good team there's no denying it but they just have to you know be the professionals they probably should be and haven't been um to show the, that world, goes for to the show,
1: ownership too. that goes for that goes for that or it goes for the organization as a whole, not just the players.
0: yeah, definitely. Starting from Steve Cohen, all the way down. I totally agree. So you know they're they're an interesting team, and they'll be a lot of fun to watch, headlined by that rotation, but you know there's there's a lot of uh, ifs in that in that team. And let's go on to uh, a couple of other other teams that spent some money um this winter, the Braves and the Phillies. Obviously, You know, the Phillies went and spent and got Cassianos. They got Schwarber. They started to address their bullpen needs with Kniebel and Brad Hand and Jerry Familia, which really more addresses the Mets bullpen needs by getting rid of them. But they're spending money. They're going to go past the luxury tax for the first time, which is good for them. They already have the reigning NL MVP, Bryce Harper. Like, that's a very good team. they got a Cy Young candidate and Zach Wheeler. Aaron Knoll is going to look to turn it around. Zach Eflin should be back from injury at some point. Um... Ranger Suarez was a very interesting name last year. So he's a guy to keep an eye on. Um, This is an interesting team. And they're my pick to win the division, which is a very hot take. Um, But I think they are really just a couple of relievers away from being a lot like the Toronto Blue Jays last year in terms of they have the bats to win a lot of games. And then once they address those bullpen needs, they can kind of go on go on a run and, you know, really put together a nice second half. That's what I see happening. And I think this is a division where the, the teams will beat up on each other all year. And that's going to prevent a team from like running away like the Dodgers in the NL West from the rest of the pack. And I really think the Phillies are a team that can go on a nice run at the end of the year and will win the division. That's my take, but you know, it's not going to be easy. The Braves are another team, as i let you talk about them, but they have a, uh, you know, one of the best bullpens in baseball. They obviously lost Freeman, but replaced him with Matt Olson, who is really not a downgrade. They are a very complete team. Obviously Acuna will be missed the first month of the year um rehabbing that knee from his ACL surgery last year. But once he's back, he'll be a force. So take me through those two teams, Ezra.
1: Yeah. Um, I like Atlanta to, to win to win the division just because they're, you know, they've done it. They've been there now for the past four or five years at this point. So I like them a lot. Um, but I don't I don't think they are the team they were last year. I think Freddie Freeman, you know, Matt Olson is, you know, you can see similar in terms of what he provides but that veteran leadership that kind of stuff that's not something Olsen can provide I think Freddie Freeman was really the face you know Acuna was was very popular and and there are a bunch of names on that team that are the face of 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 the league and whatnot but I do think Freddie Freeman was really kind of like he was really good but he was also like the glue he was kind of holding that whole team together especially with a lot of young guys like Acuna who aren't really ready to lead Um, and I don't think Olsen can fill that role that quickly um, I think that matters more than most people realize it does um, because you see it all the time. Guys like that are very important, um, especially when they're good. So
0: like what we just talked about with the Mets, like Scherzer should be that guy for them, right? And, you know, the Braves losing that, it's going to hurt for sure.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I, I, again, I like the Braves. I don't think they're a hundred win team. I don't think they're a 95 win team. I think they're 85 to 90 win team, maybe a little more. Depending on on Acuna, you don't know how he'll come back from injury. We we think he'll be pretty good. Um, and then and then the Phillies are are interesting. Um, I want to believe that, that they can do it, but they haven't done it. And until they can they can put together um, a good stretch or really a, a good season that isn't uh, 500 baseball with some winning streaks and some you know those real ups and downs. Um, it's tough for me to see them you know having the, the ability to win the division. So I think they can they can definitely get in the wild card especially with that expanded play, with those expanded playoffs. And I think like you said it's per, and they're going to beat up on each other. They're just that's what happened last year it'll happen again. These teams is nobody's that nobody's you know so much better than um, another team. I think they're going to try and you know ideally you feast on on the Washington Nationals and the Miami Marlins though The Phillies and the Mets have had their struggles with those teams. Um, So it'll be interesting to see. I I think it's an exciting division. A lot can can happen. A lot of exciting players, Harper, Luna, Emmett. But I I have the Braves up there. Um, And then the Mets and Phillies, we'll see.
0: Yeah, and you you touched on this, uh, but I think the Marlins are another really interesting team with that pitching depth. They really underratedly have one of the best rotations in baseball with Alcantara and Pablo Lopez um, at the top of it and then there's a lot of guys who really if they're healthy they're just going to perform but it's about staying healthy Um, but you know they they do lack the offensive power they obviously tried to address it with Jorge Soler um, and uh, Jesus Aguilar and obviously I Garcia, but it's not a guarantee that they're going to, you know, put up numbers that they have in the past and there are still holes in that team. You know, Jazz Chisholm taking a step forward is going to be key for them. Um, and I think they're, you know, I don't think they're a, as bad a team as they've been the last few years, but I still think they're probably a year away, a big move away from really competing with the Braves and Phillies um, and Mets. Um, but Yeah, I don't know. I think this is a really interesting division. The Nationals, really beyond Juan Soto, have nothing that is too exciting for me. I think they'll flip Nelson Cruz by the trade deadline. Um, But we'll see what happens with them. They don't really have pitching anymore. Strasburg has been hurt. Obviously, they traded Scherzer and Trey Turner. So they don't really have that whole core that they used to. As good as Soto is, he can't carry a team on his own. Um, But I really think it'll come down to obviously Phillies, Mets, and uh, Braves with the chance that the Marlins come make a sneak into that race. If the pitching holds up and the health holds up and guys like Jorge Soler and Garcia, obviously Garcia played at their peaks, which is definitely possible. Um, so we'll have to see what happens there. But personally, I just think the Phillies, that lineup really excites me. Um, and I think if the pitching holds up, Zach Wheeler puts up another year, like he did last year, there's a lot of good things. Like obviously a lot of ifs have to happen for it to be successful. As is the case with any team, but I really like the Phillies. And I think the Mets and Braves are sure wildcard teams as well. Like, you know, I know I've said that with a couple teams now, but looking at the 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 playoff picture, ultimately we'll get into that in a second. But I it's gonna be interesting, uh, the breakdown of postseason teams in terms of division.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I, I think Washington are are kind of just like, I mean, it's they they don't you know, they're in a rebuild and they didn't make moves to, to get themselves a lot better. I love, like you said, I I like the Nelson Cruz move because I think it's a good trade piece for them. Nelson Cruz, he's going to mash. We just know it. He's old, but he's going to hit. And Soto, you know, he's exciting and he makes them worth, you know, keeping an eye on. Um, But I also think they are a very, very, there's just absolutely no depth, especially after getting rid of, you know, Trey Turner and Scherzer. Um, I know I've seen reports that Tyler Clippard was back in camp. Tyler Clippard, um, who hasn't been in a Nationals uniform since 2014. So they're obviously in a, in a state of just trying to put guys on the field and getting through the season. Um, and, yeah, I like the Marlins. I love watching their pitching. Sandy Alcantara is really fun to watch, electric stuff. Um, Pablo Lopez is really good. Um, they have a lot of exciting young players.
0: Yeah, I agree. So with that said, we've gone through all three divisions. Let's go through our our predicted playoff picture. So remember, there are now six teams per league making the playoffs. Obviously, the three division winners and then three wildcard teams. So an extra team in each league making the playoffs as a wildcard team and playing in the new wildcard series. We can go through this, uh, each of our takes. Ezra, my three division winners going east, central, west in that order. I have the Phillies. I have the Cardinals and I have the Dodgers. With the Dodgers winning the top seed and the buy, getting the buy in the first round.
1: Yeah, uh, I've got, I would say I've, I've got the I've got the Braves in, in the East, um, Milwaukee, and then uh, the Dodgers. And I agree with you. I, I think the Dodgers will get the top seed. They're just very good.
0: Yeah, I think the Dodgers are far and away the best team in the NL, and they're obviously the team to beat. Um, I think realistically that's going to be the least close division race and then i think the central and east will you know be pretty competitive between those top teams that are in it in it um and then in terms of seeding beyond that i have the dodgers as the one seed like i said phillies is the two seed cardinals is the three seed and then wildcard teams i'm going to go braves as the four seed brewers is the five seed and mets is the six seed what about
1: you? Yeah, I I would say again Dodgers one seed for me. Um, Atlanta is my two, but I I do think that could flip around with the Brewers depending on. I think the Brewers could be better than the Braves. Um, and then and then those wildcard teams. I I like the Phillies a lot. Um, and and I think it will if you know if the Brewers make it. You know, the Brewers get that that uh, division title. I I think the Cardinals will definitely be there. Um and then maybe Padres or, or uh or or Giants and you know who knows the Mets could also sneak in there. You know, we'll have to see.
0: Yep, definitely. And I I should say I do have the Giants just missing the playoffs, Padres missing the playoffs as well, Marlon's missing the playoffs, Cubs missing the playoffs. But um yeah, I really think it'll come down to health for a lot of the teams. I think that's the biggest thing, obviously. Um, but, you know, teams like the Mets have been really hit hard by injuries recently, last couple of years, as have the Padres. And I just think, you know, the Cardinals are an older team, so them staying healthy is going to be important. But like I said earlier when we were talking about them, I just think they're going to put it enough together for this final season uh, with Yaddy and Pujols. And, I again, I appreciate that that doesn't necessarily make a winning team on its own, but I just think what will happen around them, I think, is why I'm really – putting their my pick in for them, although the Brewers are definitely going to make it tough because their rotation is just so good. Their bullpen's also really good. But uh yeah, I think I think realistically the East and Central will be pretty tight division races where the, the West will not be. And then the East all in all will be a, the most competitive division with uh, in my predictions at least two or two of the three wildcard teams coming from that division. So we'll see what happens, but that's just how I have it right now. And uh we're not going to make playoff predictions because anything can happen in the playoffs. And I think, you know, it's pretty obvious based on our seating what we expect to happen in terms of uh, world series favorites, but that's how I have my postseason bracket. I'm very curious to see uh, how, how dumb I'll look or how smart I'll look and uh, it's come September, October, but I, I think this is a very, very interesting year for a lot of teams in the NL, especially the East.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I hope this is finally the year when we see the East be kind of all it's cracked up to be. There's always a lot of hype around the NL East and all these teams being good, but I'd love to actually see it happen. Um, I think, you know, some people may remember, you know, looking back to those, those title races of 07, 08, you know, the Braves weren't exactly, you know, what they were now, but the Mets and Phillies, you know, down to those final days um, in the summer, that's, you know, that's really what it's about. So, I hope that happens again. Um, it would be great for the game. And, uh, you know, those are big markets too. Mind you, the NLEs, they're big market teams um, that are in it. And, uh, you know, we'll just have to wait and see.
0: Yeah, and I mean, we should note, like, this is really what a lot of people were saying last year too in terms of uh, I think it was more Nationals maybe sneaking in there over the Marlins. But, you know, people were talking about the Mets the same way they're talking about them now. And that's why I'm a little hesitant to give them the division, and the Braves were supposed to be a much better team than they were, and then ended up only finishing with what eighty eight wins, barely making the playoffs so i I do think that you know it'll be a tight race and i but I don't necessarily think there will be that ninety five win team in it. I think it's going to be in the low nineties, um, definitely better than this year, but you know a lot of people had them playing a lot a lot of the teams in the division playing a lot better than they ended up doing last year, so we'll see. yeah. Anything else to add, Ezra? I
1: think that's it for me.
0: Yeah, that's it for me too. Thank you for listening to this uh, episode of Back at the Wall Pod. Go follow us on Instagram at Back at the Wall Pod and let us know what you think. Do you think we have the predictions right? Is your team going to sneak into the playoffs? Go let us know what you think, and we'll talk about it in a future episode maybe. Um, next episode going to be the same idea, the same structure, uh, AL predictions. Um, and we're going to go through obviously the American league teams and in, in a similar way, break down team by team with divisions and uh, kind of give our picks for how we expect the season to play out. But thank you for listening to this one with the NL. Uh, we hope you enjoy. Very curious to see how the season plays out obviously, and how uh, close we'll be with these picks. Um, obviously last year, there's going to be surprises. Like again, look at the NLEs, look at the giants. No one had them even having a 500 record, right? So Anything's can happen. We'll probably look pretty stupid looking back at it. You know, a lot of people do, but I'm very curious to see how this all plays out. And end of next episode, AL episode, we will be giving our World Series predictions as well. So stay tuned for that. We're very excited to bring that to you. We're very excited for the baseball season to start. We're single digit days away from it now, and we can't wait for regular season baseball to be back. With that said, thank you for listening again. And we will see you at the next episode of Back at the Wall Pod.